1: flame, the hottest podcast on the internet. All right, that was a little Bill Nelson. Do you dream in color? So I almost always have a uh, story as to how I get to the the song that I want to play. Sometimes it's like really direct and other times it's pretty indirect and that was an indirect time. Uh, I wanted to play Panic in My World by Bebop Deluxe, which would have fit with the overall theme for today's show. However, there is not a representative video of that song, which meant that I was kind of in the Bebop Deluxe, Bill Nelson sort of playlist world on YouTube. And I had never seen that video before. It's a song that I like. It has nothing to do with the show. But I thought, well, let's play it. It's three minutes and 48 seconds long. And that was a very entertaining video. That was uh, Bill Nelson steeped very very heavily into his Jean Cocteau phase. And if you don't know who Jean Cocteau was, he was a uh, French surrealist, kind of a magician. I think he was also a bit of a sadist, if my memory serves correctly. Like, Jean Cocteau was, like, not a good person. But he made some very interesting movies. He did, um, I think, a film about Orpheus. Le Orphe, if I'm not mistaken. I always get it confused with Alice in Wonderland, because I think he did some Alice in Wonderland stuff, too. Like, stepping through mirrors and everything getting, you know, quite surreal. Anyway, welcome to the show. I'm Robert Phoenix. And uh, we have the american flag in the background and the sky that's filled with sulfuric contagion it looks like it is about to explode the atmosphere is about to immolate can the atmosphere immolate people can self immolate so the i guess the atmosphere can immolate i'm watching the uh, the birds at the uh, bird bath in the reflection of the door in the mirror in the window got a little little bird sanctuary back here it's not huge but uh, we do provide for our little winged friends we have a hummingbird feeder a lot of hummingbirds this year and man they are very into that feeder they're super super into it so we have that we've got a bird bath and it's a lot with the bird bath isn't flipped over by the raccoons at night it's cool we got a couple of feeders and we, we were uh Man, we were infested. I guess would that be the right word? Infested by a gang of blackbirds this year. The blackbirds were intense. I liked them. I liked them, but they were they were like they were like a bunch of rowdy Irishmen that were that were just, you know, getting wasted and drinking. Oh, speaking of rowdy Irish. Are you here? Are you are you coming on the show today? Come on, let's go. Look who it is. It's the Astro Cat. He says, America's in trouble, and I'm here to save it. I'm here to save America. If there's one cat that can do it, it's Jasper. I'm telling you right now. Anyway, how is everybody? There is a hell of a lot going on in the world. Um, Everything seems to be accelerated the uh, gas of price. The price of gas is every day higher and higher. I think well. I think there's a chance we'll hit double digits if it hits. If gas gets between, and I said this before, between six and seven, is it six or seven or seven and eight? I said it yesterday. Seven and eight, that we're fucked. We're totally fucked. People just are not going to be able to afford it. I mean, it's the, it's gotten to this point where it's crazy. It's you know you think about you think twice now about where you're driving. So. Uh, it's even impacting like in city travel, because uh, I'll be headed out in the next month or so. Uh, to, I, I'm very secretive about where I travel. By the way, I don't I don't like to broadcast to the world where I'm going. Let's just say it's a city in the south. And we had a discussion: Do we want to rent a car? Do we want to rent a car? And the, and the answer to that is no. We don't want to rent a car because number one, it's really expensive. Number two. We're not going to use it that much we'll be downtown uh and uh we'll just we'll just we'll uber around i mean this is it right this is how they heard people this is how they cut down their independence we're watching it right before our very eyes we're going to talk about biden today i don't you know i don't really talk about biden very much for a number of reasons i mean first of all we're not going to find a political situation to our experience. And if Christine is here, she's probably doing cartwheels. And that's not to say, I don't think you can do something on a local level. I still believe that. I believe it because I've seen it and I saw it with the city of Arcata uh, and I, I interviewed the mayor of the city of Arcata and we talked about, how they basically said no to COVID when everybody else was shutting down, they were open, and they had a a, a mayor, uh, the council people, and the city manager. They were all on board. They were all on board, and while other towns were dying on the vine, they stayed open. They got new business. That was local, and I talked to him, and I and you know he said, look, you know. We, we're all on the same page here. And we, we, you know, we got people in that are, and this is what happens when you have an agenda and you get the right agenda and the right people, you can make shit happen, right? If you get the right people in the wrong agenda, you can make shit happen going in the other direction. And that's what's happening here in this town now. Uh, and again, even with the fluoride stuff in San Marcos and in Buda, and uh, Kyle, they all got the fluoride out of the water. Why? Because there were people who were local, who were motivated, who got it done. And I'm not sure what else they're putting in the water in lieu of the fluoride because you got to stay on top of that shit because you know how these people are, they're fucking snaky bastards. Um, But I I think we can do things on a local level globally, nationally, not so much. You know, it's interesting. I I had a conversation with a client yesterday and I've always, I always liked him. And I always knew that like, there was a there, there with him, very serious young man. He's a millennial, but he's a serious millennial. And, um, I'd met him through his wife who had been a client and a really cool person. I'd known her for a couple of years through Facebook, doing some readings. And then she met this guy and, you know, and I, you know, we did sessions on the marriage and everything. And I'm like, ah, it looks great. You know, I would say this is green light go. And, you know, three kids later, um, there they are. And he is blowing up. He's been on Alex Jones. Um, I mean, he's all over the place, this guy. So basically what he did is he took he looked at the Great Reset, his name is Mark. He looked at the Great Reset and um, he wrote the equivalent of like a PDF or paper on it and was able to drill it down into the into the local uh, infrastructure, the local government. And he was able to make a connection and how they were going to uh, implement agenda 2030 through local sustainability issues. And he's blowing up. I mean, this guy, it, people want to give him money. Uh, it's kind of incredible what's happened to him. So I'm actually going to have a session with him in a couple of weeks, but uh, I'm going to ask him if he wants to be on the show and uh, I'm sure he'll, uh, he'll say yes. He lives up in Montana. maybe I'll get him, um, maybe I'll bring him on the second hour of the last Friday of June, which is when we'll have uh, Russ Winter on. Crimmies this Friday, we'll have the Crimmies on. They've lost a couple of good friends. And um, we'll do a little remembrance for both of the friends that they've lost just, you know, last couple of weeks. And that's uh, part of the program, isn't it? They're, uh, they're eliminating people. We are, we are in the throes of the death cycle, the death panels, and it's happening uh, across the board. Everything is dying. Everything is dying. Films are dying. Music is dying. The car industry is dying. Um, one can make... Education is dying. America is dying. People are dying. I mean, I don't think there's not being a Debbie Downer when I talk about this because that's just that's that's where we're at and if you don't get it um you know it's interesting that's not to say that people can't be optimistic I was watching fearless yesterday a very confusing show yesterday's fearless was confusing apparently uh Matt Walsh who has a show on Ben Shapiro I can't stand fucking Ben Shapiro by the way I think he's a phony he's a total phony I don't like him. I remember when he went to go buy that, that board at uh, <laughs> Home Depot. It was like, dude, you've never picked up a two by four in your life, except for this moment. And it's nothing but a show moment. Anyway, Matt Walsh is pretty interesting. He did a, I think the whole network, Ben Shapiro's network, did a documentary on what, what's a woman. And um, they went around, they talked to academics, they talked to people who were doing sex changes. It was this exploration of, um, you know, what biologically is a woman. So Jason had his list of contributors, watch the movie. He had two people in studio, including the lovely and talented Shamika Michelle. And um, he had Delano Squires and uh, Dave Shannon on Skype. And Delano was great. Because Delano is one of these guys who, even though he breaks down this miasma that we're in, Delano's positive because Delano believes in Christ. He believes in the Logos. He believes that no matter what happens, his place is safe and secure, right? Whether it's in this world or the next world, don't worry, you know, be happy. I mean, I think that's where he's coming from. And at the same time, he's very good at, tearing down the, you know, the, uh, the facade, the, uh, the illusion of the world that we're living in. So it's always interesting to hear him when he's asked about, well, do you feel down? Do you feel depressed or where, where are you? And he's like, no, I feel great. And ultimately, I think that's where we need to be. We, we've got, we have to get to that point. No matter that we can go through, and this is this interesting dialogue between this idea of pathos and logos. And, we, and for a lot of us, we have to go through the pathos. We have to go through the dark night. We have to go through the wasteland. And then we get to the other side of the wasteland and there is this bright and shining light, which is welcoming us with open arms. It says, you know, welcome home, welcome back. We've missed you. And I think somewhere deep down inside, all of us are yearning for that in our own way. We go about it in a very roundabout fashion. You know, we, we, um, we circumnavigate the uh, territory of our soul in a very unique way. When, and when really, we just want to get right to it, right? We want, we want to be at that place where we're perfect peace, perfect stillness. Uh, and at the same time, if we need to take out the broadsword, we can do that without any sense of guilt or remorse. Now, you may have some conscious awareness of what you're doing. That's a whole different thing. Right. Um, anyway, welcome to the show. We're going to get into some of the high strange around Biden. Hey, how do you like the, the new uh, graphics on the website? Do you like it? I, I like it personally. Let me see if I can uh, find it. It's right there. There we go. So if you go to the top, um, the header image is from a movie called The Watchmen, which is derived from a, a graphic novel by, uh, I guess it was Alan Moore, is that who that is? The very interesting, dark mage. I think he's a Gnostic. It's interesting because in this movie, it kind of gets to this whole idea that the earth does need to be cleansed. I'm not gonna spoil. It's a very interesting premise. It's an alterna- alternative timeline. And in the alternative timeline, Nixon uses uh, nuclear weapons in Vietnam and subdues Vietnam. And then the world falls into this uh, post-Vietnam, more hardcore fascism. But there's also these superheroes and the superheroes have predecessors. You can see in the background here uh, with the, the faces and the framed pictures that those were former superheroes and this is the next generation of the superheroes so i thought you know it was a pretty cool looking image it's one of those movies where when i first saw it i really didn't like it very much but after i saw it again like wow this is this is kind of interesting and it doesn't have a happy ending unless of course you think that some form of nuclear annihilation is a happy ending i'm spoiling for you it's not quite as cut and dry as that by the way but anyway, we got to, we got to, and I, I kind of screwed up on the spelling. I have to fix the spelling. And I know you guys are uh, you're on it. You'll tell me, Hey, you spelled of wrong. I know. I have to fix it. I was working on it late last night, but what do you think? I like the new background. I like the background. I like the header. And it looks good. Let's check in with you guys. Let's see how you are. If you're listening on the uh, podcast side of things, welcome to the show. Uh, let's see. There's a man, Tom, right at the, Top of the pyramid. Tom is the eye at the top of the triangle today. We got Ryan right behind him. What's going on, Ryan? There's my man, DJ Miguel. DJ Miguelito. Miss Nakia is here. What's going on, Miss Nakia? Empath checking in. Out here in the fields, I farm for my meals. I get my back into my living. That was when the who was good. There was a period where I liked the who. Then I stopped liking the who. I know there are a lot of people who love The Who. I think Steve Kremmey loves The Who. Uh, I'm pretty sure about that. Although I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure about it. There was a period when I liked them, but only certain songs. When they were in their mod period, I thought to myself, even back then, they could have done more. They could have done more with this mod thing. I can see For Miles is a great song. Bob O'Reilly, which is what we were... Quoting there is also a great song. They've got some great songs. Tommy is weird. The whole concept of Tommy is very strange. The movie is even stranger. Um, and then I do like parts of Quadrophenia. Okay, who else do we have? Uh, let's see, Sony's here. What's going on, Sony? Good to see you. Ren, we got a Ren sighting. Good morning, Ren. And there's Mark M. Mark M, Mark, we got to connect. I got to find out how you're doing. There's the beautiful wind, he says. The double barrel shotgun. Beth B is in the house. What's going on, Beth? Good to see you, Catherine Kramer. Good morning, Catherine. So if you had gotten a divorce, Catherine, you'd be Kramer versus Kramer, wouldn't you? That was an intense movie. That was one of those movies where it's like, Good. That bitch is gonna get it. <laughs> it was you can tell that somebody who wrote that movie got fucked over in their divorce. And in that movie, they're like, okay, I'm gonna make money. I'm gonna make some money off this divorce, and I'm going to make the other woman not as sympathetic. That was that was the that was the that was the Marvin Gay. This one's for you film version, but it did much better. I think Kramer versus Kramer won Oscars, didn't it? You know, another movie that was like that was Ordinary People with Mary Tyler Moore, who plays a total bitch in that movie. And she she kind of gets what's coming to her. There was one of, it was that weird period it was like men were like, eh, fuck you. Fuck you and your feminism. <laughs> like eh, eh. couldn't do that today, could you? Yes, you could, but you wouldn't get paid for it. Uh, let's see, who else do we have? So much love in chat. Hucklebuck411, what's going on? Huckle. Uh, let's see, who else do we have? Anybody else? Who's CC? I got the Megalodon on CC. Morning, all my computer. It's Kelly B. Hi, Kelly B. Let's see, who else do we have? And we're live. Yes, we are live. Took me a little while. Another weird one, Kelly. Kelly, you need to type in chat a song that you like. I want to get a. I want to. Get, what, what do you think Kelly's into? I'm I'm guessing George Michael, Whitney Houston. Uh, maybe messaging. No. Um. Uh, maybe some. Maybe some police. Maybe some police. But the hits, Tom Petty. I bet Kelly is Tom Petty. Uh, maybe what else? Um, Pointer Sisters. All right, let's see what let's see what Kelly's into. Those are my guesses. Uh, look at that empath. He gets Bill Nelson with an exclamation mark. Let's see who else. Garrett Brooks. Hey, Garrett. Good to see you. Welcome on in. Scrubbies, Tamara, doing a name name call. Look at that, beautiful. Oh, Christine is here. What's going on, Christine? Good to see you. Well, not really see you, but to see your name. Um, let's see, who else do we have here? Did I miss anybody? Uh, uh, let's see empath put something in here feminists faces three years prison same biological men can't be lesbians oh my god we're living in a fucking weird world Uh, my son is a pizza delivery guy he's burning through tips to keep it's not going to work it's financially unsustainable not depending on Babylon for anything is true I agree with you I agree with you, Christine. You and I are rowing in the same canoe and we're rowing in the same direction. Hey, there's Jake. Today is my book. Oh, wow. Daffodil Hill launches. So I'm running around crazy. All right. So we're going to have Miss Gucci to goats on the show here pretty soon. Jake, we got to connect. We got to connect. Charlie. Hey, Charlie. Welcome to the show. Here's my man Steve uh, taking my mother to have her pacemaker replaced. Does that make her Iron Woman? Appreciate your cares and prayers. All right, let's get a little let's get a little love vibration happening for Steve's mom. A little love vibration. Get that pacemaker transition smooth as silk. Smooth as silk. This will play out, no one's going to escape it. I don't give a hang about where municipal holdouts. Believe it or not, they don't get it either. Well, I think they will. Because ultimately, right, what's going to happen? We'll play it out. I I love debating with somebody who's not in the room. What's going to happen? If it all collapses, it's not going to be some national movement. It's going to be local. And it may not be political, but everything is political, everything. You know, when you have an interaction with a person, it's political. And what, what do we determine political to be? Po- politics in the modern world is the art and management. And sometimes it's a dark art of power. That's what politics is, politics is power. And if you were, get, if you were to get into a group situation, and let's say you had a little community, those, there would be politics that would show up. Anytime you have some degree of authority, and and by the way, I don't believe, like, I think ultimately, if we had enough time with a manageable amount of resources, I think people could ultimately figure out how to work together, ultimately. Initially, I think it'd be very difficult because communities for a period of time need a hierarchy for a period of time. they need, I'm sorry, it's the way it is. I'll tell you why. Here in the Hill Country, which is a very interesting case study, by the way, when they had the revolutions of 1848, which I talked about on Sunday night show, there were a number of germans that relocated to this area and there were there were two how do, two types or, or two two mindsets okay one mindset was kind of your typical german mindset what you know we're gonna we're gonna get shit done uh we're gonna build things the things we build will be good because we're good at it uh and we'll work hard and there will be hierarchies The other mindset was coming out of the revolutionary mindset of Karl Marx. And these were people that did not want any hierarchies inside of their community. Guess what? All those fucking communities died because nobody wanted to listen to somebody telling them what to do. Like, well, I've got my own idea about this. And what happened? None of them prospered. They all faded away. And they got the people from those communities got subsumed into the surrounding communities where guess what? They had hierarchies. It's the way it is. So I, I think that for an initial period of time, if, you know, the lights went out and we had to reboot everything, if you don't have a hierarchy and people can't like listen and carry things out, you're fucked. You're just fucked and that's where politics come into play because there are going to be people who will always want to angle for power and they'll angle for power either directly or indirectly some people can angle for power in very indirect ways and those are the most pernicious people like there was this woman who was on survivor and her name was i'll never forget her her name was sandra you are really into the show today aren't you Hang out there for a little bit. Her name was Sandra, and she was shitty at everything. She couldn't do a challenge to save her life. She was eh, probably like mid-40s. She was not athletic at all. She couldn't do anything. She was no threat. That's important. She was no threat. And I think in some ways, Biden was kind of like that. We're going to talk about Biden today. Biden was kind of like that. Biden was no threat. You looked at me, what the fuck? This guy's got 12 people at his little event and they're all sitting in lawn chairs uh, in these circles. And you're thinking, look at Trump, he's got 50,000 people and this guy's got 12. He was Sandra. He was Sandra on Survivor because Sandra was really, really good at getting people to do things behind the scenes. She was a plotter. She was a schemer. She got people to switch their votes, switch their alliances. At the end of the fucking day, she won. And Sandra is a case for um, the anti-meritocracy. It th- now, you have to ask yourself, is this a real world situation? Let me, let me see if I can find a picture of her. All right. So her name is uh, Sandra Diaz Twine born July 30th so that makes her a Leo interesting she's 47 now she was on one, two, three, four, five, six versions of Survivor. Here let's do a, a visual of Sandra. she's not entirely out of shape. Like in some of these survivors, she was actually in pretty good shape. Oh, she's with Boston Rob. You would Boston Rob is an interesting story. Would you want him in your community? I don't know. So this is Sandra. She's got some different looks. I think on some of these shows, I I think she probably got some work done later on. Um, Survivor Pearl Islands. Should we do a little Sandra clip here?
0: What we also need to be thinking about is who's gonna sit out. If If it's physical, I'll sit out this one. If it's not, I won't. We're heading into a reward challenge, so we have to think about who we're going to sit out because we are getting the advantage over the Morgan tribe and we will have to sit out, you know, two people. If it happens to be a swimming challenge, Sandra's not the best swimmer in the world. Sandra wouldn't be a bad one to do today because the immunity could have swimming. So what makes you a better swimmer than me? I'm not saying that you can't swim. I'm just saying we we always want to have our best. The day we jumped off the boat, where were you when I was already on shore? Uh, Still in the damn water. I said when we jumped off the boat the very first day, I had already landed on shore. He was still out there doggy paddling, so he's weaker than I am. But he gets mad. He doesn't want to seem like he's the weakest one out here, which he is. Okay, like when we were swimming to shore, I had her glasses in my sock. I couldn't kick my legs, so I swam with just my arms. And how much did you beat me by, using your entire body to swim and me just using my arms? What day? What day, day one, bad. day one, swimming from the boat, you beat me by so bad, how much did swim you beat me, me the by? Swimming to the boat, what are you talking about? Swimming from jump- the boat, when we jumped off the boat, and we went oh. to the shore, if you beat me so bad, and I just used my arms, how bad did you beat me? You know what, I can get loud too, what the f- I can get loud too? I don't want to oh. argue with you, that's how I'm you. To ah! I walked away because she could argue all day long, that's because she's foolish. I can have a bigger mouth. Oh, Good, have a password. word, that's all you want. So then be quiet so then I can finish it. Boo John, because he's an ass. Everything that comes out of his mouth is just ridiculous. Her days are numbered. We have bigger threats to get rid of first, but she's not one of the final four. <laughs> And I I got a mill that says she won't be the final one. All right. You hear that?
1: We have bigger threats to get rid of first. Famous last word. She won the fucking thing. You know why? Because people didn't take her seriously. She won two in a row. Two survivors in a row. And wanted her to sit out. Why? Because she's not very good at the challenges. She was actually in pretty good shape, I think, for that episode. I think as time went on like the rest of us. She uh, put on a few pounds, but that is a clear case of the anti-meritocracy. And when you watch Survivor, it's kind of, and, and I know it's this weird kind of hyper uh, stimulated and hyper-simulated version of like Lord of the Flies where people get together and they're supposed to uh, comp- compete for resources and food and all that shit. In, in a real world, the situation, there was a guy there, the big guy with the beard and the hair, that's Rupert. Rupert would be, I think Rupert came, I think it was like final three or something like that. Rupert was great, big heart, strong. Like he's kind of this heroic character. He's almost mythical Ruth, Rupert, but he doesn't win. It's Sandra. So this gets back to this whole idea of politics. And politics is everywhere. It's everywhere. And can we live in a world without politics? Maybe. It it will take us a it'll take us some time. You know, I posted this question on Twitter yesterday, and I got some interesting responses. And the question was if all of the minions who are responsible for running the shit show of the planet, just were gone. Like one day they were just all gone. Like, what would we do? And how would we we run this place? Could we run this place? The responses were mildly interesting. Um, Mostly interesting, I would say. Not mild, but mostly interesting. I didn't put my own opinion in because I just wanted to see what other people had to say. And I I think most people were fairly positive about the chances of the people of Earth to figure things out. I think ultimately that would be the case. But, you know, it's really interesting when you ponder such things. Who's going to run the power plants? who's going to run the refineries like all the things that we've taken for granted. And the things, by the way, that the inheritors and the builders of this world invested in, obviously to make a shit ton of money. And now they're cashing out. Like we don't need it anymore. We're done. We've taken about as much as we can. We've bled the fiat currency system as much as we can. So we're just cashing out. And we're going to talk about some of that today as well. Um, But they built it all, and we've been the recipient of their investments. Now, it takes ordinary people, people outside of their inner circle or, you know, the uh, surrounding orbits of their inner circle to run those things, even though they may not have built them. But what would happen if they were gone and we were just here and left our own devices? Not everybody that would be here would be good, by the way there would be a very interesting thing to experience. Because everybody in Chattaria, in my humble opinion, is good. You guys are good. We're all human. We all have our blind spots and our dark sides. That's just part of the game. But what separates, I think, what I would call good or functional or integrated humans is that they know about those things and they don't allow them become greater than the other forces in their lives that's to that to me is integration individuation in some level of maturity you don't have to be an utter saint although there are some people that are very saint-like i've run across people that are just fucking really good people uncorruptible good people some of us have to overcome our lesser nature, you can put me in that camp. Um, But not everybody's like that. And so we would have to deal with people who all of a sudden without authority, because really this is what we're talking about in terms of hierarchies. We're talking about financial authority, technological authority. Um, Those are the two biggies right now. Political authority is in shambles. But you would have people who, even though they're not in those positions, they would aspire to be in those positions. So even if the so-called controllers and their henchmen um, just one day evaporated, like let's say for instance, this thing with the sun gets very intense and vibrationally, some people will just be incinerated, right? Like they're not going to be able to handle they're not gonna be able to take the heat. So they're gonna to have to get out of the kitchen. Although they won't purposefully get out of the kitchen, the kitchen will just incinerate them. Because for whatever reason, vibrationally, they can't handle it. So what you have, theoretically, what you would have left would be a majority of people that can. Now, then we get into the gradations of the vibration. Maybe there are people who would like to aspire to positions of power. And because they can't match the vibration, maybe they go too, right? But in my mind, it was just the the minions of the controllers. So we'd have to sort it out. We'd have to sort out who does what and how. And it almost feels like if that's the case, then, and I'm not a big Ascension guy, but it almost feels like if that's the case, then we're going to have to have some interesting gifts and skill sets in order to do that that would bypass a lot of the technological stuff you know you know what i mean what do you think jasper all right let's talk a little about uh true him science because even though johnny fairplay he, I wonder what he's up to. I'll tell you, the guy who made out on that show was fucking Boston Rob. He married he married the winner of the show. What was her name? Amber or something. He married her. They had kids. And he's been incredibly successful. Sandra won twice. You would think that after the first show that she won, that, um, that they would say, man, we got to get this bitch off of here. No, they didn't. She did the same thing. She got better at it the second time. But they kept bringing her back. And eventually she, uh, she they figured it out. We got to get her out. So that's what happens. You can only play that card so many times. And then once you play it too many times, community will kick you out. All right. By the way, thanks everybody for supporting Chris and his CBD um, it is uh, how do I say this it's impacting the quality of people's lives they're having higher quality lives because they've added CBD to their regimen whether it's for pain and inflammation or sleep If you if you've used the CBD for your pets let me know I'm interested I thought about it with Rosie but she was too far gone like I could have IV'd CBD into her and it wouldn't have, wouldn't have helped. So if you've used the CBD, because they have a whole line of CBD for their pet, for pets. If you've used it, let me know. I'll be interested to see how uh, efficacious it was. Um, if you spend a hundred dollars or more, maybe you get close, maybe around 90. Chris will throw you, let's throw you some product. So uh, truehemscience.com backslash ref backslash 23 backslash. If you put that in True Science backslash trimscience.com backslash ref backslash twenty three, you can type that into your browser, and it'll take you to a page that is dedicated to this show. And if you type in fifteen mins one five m i n s capital, you get your uh, you get your free product discount. Man, I like the new website. I think it's pretty cool. You know, like about this website, I can do it. It's not that hard to make to make uh, a few. Although it's limited, I will say it's totally limited. And if I wanted it to be not limited, I'd have to upgrade to the paid version. And sometimes when you upgrade things, you think it's going to get better, and it just gets more complicated until you figure out like how to use the uh, the new the new shit. All right, let's get into some Biden here. The whole Biden thing is really weird. It's very strange. Because first of all, we're pretty sure that in most cases, that's not him. That doesn't mean that there isn't the old Biden around. That's possible. And they may bring the old Biden out for limited pressers. I think the old Biden is the one that fucks up a lot they have to bring them out every now and then. I don't know why they have to bring them out, but I think they do. So this is about what's going on behind the scenes because the morale in the White House is really terrible. And this is one of the things that the secular humanists and Satanists don't understand. They believe that through the application of their philosophical principles, that they'll be able to just run the show and everybody's on board and everybody is salivating over the fact that it's gonna be uh, St. Petersburg in 1917. That's what they're hoping for. They already had it. They had the summer of George Floyd. They toppled statues. They were were, uh, very effective at eliminating Donald Trump from the presidency. It's still not enough. It's never enough. It's a, it's a, it's a God-sized void. That's what they're trying to fill. And they put themselves in the position of being God. Needs are never fully met. There's always this gnawing sense of something not being right, not enough. And so they keep going, they keep moving towards change change, 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 change becomes their God. And they don't have any moral center. They have an immoral center. Even the right has an immoral center. There are Republicans that are completely immoral. Um, So morale is low and people are leaving. Jen Psaki left and you have uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, who knows how long she'll be around. I'm sure her, uh, her partner slash wife slash husband, whoever that is, will tell her, you don't need that shit. You don't need that shit. You don't need that shit. And she'll hear it one day and she'll say, you're right, I don't need this shit. I'll go back to being your partner and your wife and I'll go head up a nonprofit or foundation. But people are jumping shit. Because you need to have morale. Morale is important. If you don't have morale, you can't do anything. People will be lethargic. Right. They'll be caught up in this wave of crushing ennui. Here we go. Morale of Biden and his staff plummeting. U.S. president and his aides are growing frustrated with the onslaught of unsolved challenges, according to the media outlet. So here's the weird thing about Biden. On the one hand, he's doing everything they want. He's wrecking the economy. Um, he's orchestrating the plans that are behind the scenes that are telling them. By the way, the oil companies are making it like bandits. They're, they're making a shit ton of money. Like the oil, the oil companies love Biden. Like, what a great president this guy is. But at some point, they'll have diminishing returns. <coughs> Because at some point, people just won't be able to drive. Biden wants that. He wants people to buy electric cars. Well, you know that he actually um, put the U.S. in a state of emergency on on the grid system, on the power grid the other day. We're in a state of emergency. So we're going to have, I think we're going to have a blistering hot summer. Yesterday, in my car, it said 109 degrees. And this is in june and august is when we get the big heat here like what are we talking about like straight days of 105 like th- there was i think it was uh um, 20 was it 2017 or 2018 we had 35 straight days of over 100. now i know if you're living in arizona you're like that's minorly, but here it's significant. Like th- I think it was like over 35, 35 days of over a hundred every day. We're gonna be there. We might be there sooner than later. And this week, I have to water two times a day now for my my little victory garden. All right, let's let's uh, let's rule this here. Morale among the US president, Joe Biden is because I think even though Biden whoever Biden is, whatever variation of Biden we're talking about, because I think there's obviously more than one, like there was more than one Trump and more than one Bush and more than one Obama. (coughs) Um, I think that there is a Biden who is incredibly vain and he, he wants to be loved and he wants to be respected. And even if he's senile, whoever this character is, that is, and it, that is the um, original Biden. He suffers from what most people in positions of power suffer from, and that's vanity. And he might be getting all kinds of kudos and attaboys and having an ice cream, and here's a 13 year old, um, but that's not enough. He wants the American public to love him, and it's not happening says, so morale among the U.S. President Joe Biden and his White House staffers is plummeting as the administration seems unable to solve an onslaught of challenges that have gripped the country, according to an article in Politico. The outlet claims to have spoken to five White House officials and Democrats close to the administration, not authorized to publicly discuss internal conversations, who say that internal tensions in the White House have grown as aides engage in finger-pointing and panic over staff shakeups. President Joe Biden and his aides have grown increasingly frustrated with their inability to turn a tide against a cascade of challenges, threatened to overwhelm the administration, wrote politico. Among the hurdles, the article cited issues such as soaring global inflation, rising fuel prices, Russia's offensive in Ukraine, the potential resurgence of COVID-19 pandemic, abortion rights, and Congress's inability to pass sweeping bun legislation. Politico sources also told the outlet that Biden had become especially exasperated that his poll numbers have sunk below his predecessor, Donald Trump's to whom Biden repeatedly refers to in private as the worst president in history and an existential threat to the nation's democracy. A lot of things are out of his control and we are frustrated. And all Democrats, not just White House, not just the White House, but anyone with a platform need to do a better job of reminding Americans of how terrible it would be if Republicans take control. See your aid on Biden's transition, staff, transition team, Adrian Elrod was quoted as saying by Politico. The White House also allegedly plans to increase its attacks on the Republican party ahead of the upcoming midterm elections in November. However, that task has also been complicated by the recent mass exodus of the administration's communication staff, including White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, as well as several deputy press aides. No matter what you think of Psaki, she fucking held that shit together. She was the glue that held this, Thing that's spinning out of control together. She lied to her teeth, but she held it together. And, you know, she's gone. She's going to go on. She's going to have her own show. Who knows how successful it will be. But also, along with Saki, there's a bunch of, quote, unquote, black leadership inside of the White House that's leaving. They're like, fuck this. You, you know, we were supposed to get X, Y, and Z, and we're not getting it. If you look at who Biden has appointed to a lot of these positions, he's he's appointed a lot of the same people that Trump appointed. When I say same people, I'm not talking about the same people directly, but the people that are part of the same group that they represent. We're talking Goldman Sachs. We're talking BlackRock. We're talking people that go to temple on Saturday. That's who he's appointed. He's also dipped heavily into trans world, trans and gay world. It's like, okay, these are gonna be our minorities. They will be our minorities. That'll be trans and gay world, not your typical minority. What's interesting is really, if you look at his staff, there's, and I don't know it inside and out, but there's not a lot of, I mean, I guess what Mayorkas might be Hispanic, is that right? Doesn't that sound like a Hispanic name, Latino name, Majorcus? Sounds like a Morano name, but not many. Not many there. All right, let's keep going. Um, after several members of Biden's inner circle complained that his aides have managed Biden with kid gloves, by not putting him on the road more often, the White House reportedly plans to put Biden back in the spotlight by having To make a series of trips to highlight the progress that is being made, even if it's only incremental. How's that going to go? I can tell you not well. One person close to the president told Politico that several people in the administration have been pushing for getting Biden to flash more of his genuine, relatable, albeit gaffe-prone self and allow more let Biden be Biden moments after the president himself complained about not getting enough not getting to interact enough with voters. White House Deputy uh, Press Secretary Andrew Bates responded to Politico's article by stating that this depiction of the White House is simply divorced from reality. He also noted that none of the claims in the article were ever verified with the White House communications team before the publication. So I think it's pretty safe to say that the rats are jumping ship. And this is what happens when the ship starts to take on water that's going down. So they're leaving, they're getting out, you know, they're trying to find these plum, you know, consultancy gigs or working with some kind of a institute or nonprofit and, you know, just feast on the American taxpayers dollars that go into funding these things. That's what they're looking to do. They want a new gravy train. Because this gravy train isn't going so well. But that's all part of it. It's a big controlled demolition. And I think it's really interesting to be in the mindset of some of these people who are leaving. Did they actually think that they were going to deliver on the promises of the Obama era? The Obama era was just a fucking gas can. The Trump era was a bit of a gas can too, but at least gas was cheap. All right, what else do we have? Here's another Biden story here, also from Zero Hedge. We're gonna see his approval rating here. An ABC News survey has concluded Joe Biden is a serious drag on Democratic candidates. They put everything into throwing that last election. Yeah, I can say that here. They put everything into throwing that last election. I'm not sure they're going to be able to pull this one off. Because you're, you're probably looking at Democrats. Again, we're going to play the game. If they're lucky, maybe getting 28 to 30% of the vote. That's what his numbers are at. Inflation's got a 28% approval rating. That's not good. That means 72% of the people don't approve of him. Gas prices, even less. 73% don't approve of his handling of gas prices. Crime is a little higher at 38%, but that means 62% are not into it. Gun violence, that's an interesting stat, 35%. Abortion, 41%. This highest rating is COVID-19, 56%, and that's over. That's the gift that stopped giving. So if I'm the Democrats, what am I doing? I'm either canceling the elections or I'm running a bunch of Democrats as Republicans. That's what, like Dr. Oz. Mr. Red flag law, Dr. Oz, that's what I'd be doing. So what happens when we have a crisis in the country's direction? What happens if the majority of the people are not responding favorably to what's emanating from Washington, DC? Usually, they create another crisis and one that theoretically can be easily solved and managed by the president. Now, this is also flying in the face of what Joe Biden represents. They want Joe Biden to be inept. They want Joe Biden to be the face of ineptitude for the rest of the world. Like this is what the United States has become, a joke. And Kamala Harris talking to people like they're kindergartners. They want they want it to be a joke. They want um, the uh, Assistant Secretary of Health, who's trans, who's now also an admiral, they want them to be front and center because it's a joke. They want to use him and the... And I'll use the word immoral, his immoral um, organization. They want to use it to demoralize the country. That's exactly what they want to do. And the demoralization started during the summer of 2020. The summer of Floyd, burning shit down, toppling statues, Americans sat at home. watch it all happen. Didn't do a damn, nobody did a damn thing. And if people did do a damn thing, guess what? They were arrested. Or in the case of David Dorn, they were killed. Nobody did anything. Trump didn't do anything. He went and stood by a church uh, that was burning near the White House and with his Bible upside down, which is weird symbolism all the way around. Nobody was doing anything. That was demoralization. And then they went in for the kill shot and the kill shot was stealing the election. And it's like, we're going to, we're going to steal it. We're going to steal it right in front of you. We're going to have a major publication like Newsweek or, write about it and say exactly what we're doing. Exactly. So Biden and his administration, including Kamala are they're, they're just the face of the moralization That's why they're there. They're the face of demoralization and they're the face of ineptitude. But that's a very tricky game that they're playing. And again, I think they can only play it for so long. They can't play it out for four years. I mean, that's clear. At this rate, people are going to lose their shit. I was just reading something that... um, I don't have a link for it, but I'm going to read you... Um, something from a, a message board, and this is um, some some text about what's going to happen to the housing market. This person writes, "Let's just say I have an uncle that is an appraiser who just did the first appraisal for the new string of federal." foreclosures since COVID. The scandemic not only forced people to stay home, (coughs) but legislation was created to keep landlords from evicting. They were given the option to push back payments at an immensely inflated interest rate. So most of the landlords stuck it out in hopes things would change, thus causing a massive amount of government issued foreclosures. This is where things get bad. The federal institution in charge of all government housing loans, HUD, Housing and Urban Development, changed the federal foreclosure laws, CWCOT, on the HUD website, which in turn changed the entire foreclosure process from six months to 45 days. So if they want to foreclose on your property, you got 45 days to figure out where you're going. This is what happened to me last year. I had basically 60 days, to find a new place to live. Had nothing to do with HUD, it's just the market. So it changed the entire foreclosure process from six months to 45 days. It allows a mortgagee to sell foreclosed loans directly to institutional investors like BlackRock and Vanguard without going to the market first. So this means that BlackRock and Vanguard can get even more property. The process wasn't supposed to start until next year, but it has just begun. If the full loan transfer takes 45 days, people will have much less time to vacate. In the 2008 market crash, people were living in their houses for years before they were evicted, all at different times. This process will be much faster. People will be on the streets all at the same time forced to rent from the same people who bought their loans, but at twice the rent. This is the first time Wall Street investors are buying houses to rent out. They don't want us to own anything. That is what's happening. So this is where things get very tight, tight and hot and kinetic. You get a bunch of people that are out in the streets. We're about nine meals away from anarchy. This is what happens. Throw in the fact that we have a very intense, hot summer ahead of us. The sun is relenting. You don't, I had this bizarre thought about the sun. And I'm actually wondering if the sun is on, under some form of control, that, that, that they may have figured out how to manipulate the sun. I don't have anything to back it up, by the way. It was just a thought, because they can manipulate just about anything else we have a hot summer ahead super hot high gas prices cost of food is soaring people can't afford to put gas in their car and go to work and now the whole foreclosure thing is a big deal it's a really big deal from six months to 45 days you get blackrock and vanguard snapping shit up like they're miss pac-man what are people going to do And this is all ahead of the midterms because I think they don't want the midterms. I think they want to be able to push the midterms off because they know that they threw everything into the 2020 election. They threw threw it all in. They went all in. I don't think they can do it again because people are hip to it. There's still shit going on in Georgia where they're showing... A massive amount of disconnect between the votes counted and actual votes. I mean, it's it's glaring. They've got a case in Wisconsin, glaring. Arizona, glaring. So they have a lot of things that are happening in that in that uh, in that zone, and I don't think they can do it again. So they've either got to cancel it, and or run a bunch of rhinos, Democrats posing as Republicans. If they cancel it, we have to figure out what would be the thing that would do it. I would say it'd be a war. And I don't think they really want a war, although if they have to play that part, they will. Whether it's with Russia, whether it's with China, whether it's a simulated war where theoretically it looks like Russia and it looks like China, we'll see. We'll see. But that's the thing that would cancel the midterms. Because I don't think they can run this. And it's interesting that they move this thing up, right? Because we just had the World Economic Forum and the United Nations formally, even though informally they've been working towards this, but formally announced that they're going to speed up the Agenda 2030 timeline. You look at that, you look at what uh, they just did with the uh, foreclosure process, six months, 45 days, BlackRock, Vanguard getting all that cheap money and being wedged in between the Fed and the Treasury Department, Trump did that. They're poised, they're absolutely poised to do exactly what they're doing. They are inside, you have you literally have the fox inside the hen house with BlackRock. So they're doing the bidding of the government in that, in that regard. They're not, they're not just this independent entity. Vanguard is not in the same position, but they're just a phone call away. And they're all playing on the same fucking team. So it doesn't really matter. So the summer is going to get intense. And especially when we get into that whole period where Mars goes into Gemini. It goes retrograde on Halloween night. Mars goes retrograde. Mars and Gemini is restless. There's lots of movement. Uh, we're gonna have Mars and Taurus. People are gonna dig it, dig their heels in. With Mars and Taurus, people are gonna be stubborn. Um, it's gonna be a test of wills. That's coming up. We still have Mars and Aries. <coughs> Excuse me, which is where we're at now. And people are angry, and they have a right to be angry. Sometimes anger is the appropriate response. All right, let me see if I can find some music. I got to get out of here. The graduate. Oh, all right, let me put this in here. So this is, um, let me see if I can find it. Let me see if I can find this. People wanted the uh, link to the X-Files clip that I had yesterday. And um, I played it yesterday. And Let's see. Maybe I can grab this. I don't dig it when people embed shit. Embed their tweet. This is a version of what I played yesterday. There's other stuff. What I played yesterday was edited, um, but you can share it with people. I'm going to put it in the uh, in the chat text here. Hey, Steve Letro, good to see you. Let me uh, let me throw this in here. Are we an alien invasion? Have an alien invasion? According to what referred to as open borders? Yes, that's very true. So there you go. There's a link to the um, X-Files video uh, that I played. It's a version of it, it's not the same one, but you can share it with people. A lot of it is uh, the same. All right, I do want to play something. What do I want to play? I want to play some music. Jasper, what should we play? How about something positive? Play something positive. I've played this before. How about a little Slide the Family Stone from the Midnight Special. How about that? I think Curtis Mayfield's going to introduce him. Everybody is a star. Slide the Family Stone. Let's do it. Use your head in order to serve what's real, your heart to someone's possible. I'm Robert Phoenix. Thanks for being here today. We'll be back tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel. Here we go.